When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. It's Friday, September 2nd. This is your host, Eric Steven. Uh, It is my sister Kim's birthday today, so happy birthday to her. Uh, Let's uh, recap the Dodgers-Mets series, shall we? It was uh, delivered, I think, on the promise of a strong series. It was three days of close, entertaining games. Uh, The Mets prevailed on Thursday, uh, sending the Dodgers to their first two-game losing streak in 37 days. They didn't lose more than one in a row all August, which was crazy. I went to look up thinking it would be a while since I had found a month where they didn't do that. But it was just August 2021. So they've been winning a lot of late. I don't know if you've noticed. But um, they didn't win. Uh, they only won once in three games in New York. So read into that what you will. Um, I don't know. The Dodgers were pretty sloppy in the series finale. They had a couple sloppy defensive games on the road trip, uh, including in Miami. Um, but the most egregious play uh, came in the seventh. The Mets were up a, a run, and with uh, two outs, there was a fly ball in short right field, like in that sort of behind second base, uh, shallow right field. It was Gavin Lux's ball to get. He hesitated and then seemed to give up on the ball. Mookie Betts hesitated. He seemed to give up on the ball, and the ball just dropped in for a, a double. It was a very clear out. Um but they turned it into a double. That scored one, and then a single drove in that uh, extra extra runner. So it, two extra runs out of a play that should have uh, been ended the inning. And then that proved um, important because the Dodgers lost by two. So, uh, you know, close series, uh, you, you have a play like that, it's going to sort of turn the tide a little bit. They uh, they also had uh, the, odd, the oddity of Trace Thompson getting thrown out, trying to score from first on a single, which doesn't make a lot of sense just hearing that but the the way it happened it it made a little more sense be and and you know there's an explanation for it um so bases loaded in the um second inning chris taylor little fly ball single to uh right field uh scores two you had gavin lux as the runner on second thompson was on first after a walk um, so Lux is rounding third, but Thompson had such a great read on the ball that kn- knowing it was going to be a single, there was one out, um, that he was reasonably close to Lux. So Dino Ebel at third base is both simultaneously trying to send Lux home for because he scored easily, um, and also hold Thompson, <laughs> but it's hard to do both, uh, when they're, when they're that close together. So Thompson... Uh, sort of went through the pseudo stop sign, I guess, or just it perceived it as. I actually didn't see if they addressed this post game, but uh, it, it was. It seemed like pretty clear that's what happened, and he um, he was a dead duck pretty easily at home. But uh, it was just one of those like. So the I guess on Sportsnet LA, they didn't show Lux scoring, and then when the throw came home, 
I thought it was to get Lux. And I was like, they only scored one on that play? That's wild. And then, wait, that's Trace Thompson. He was on first. What's going on? And then, obviously, the replay showed it. Just a weird play, uh, but, you know, it was fine. The most important takeaway uh, Thursday was Clayton Kershaw looked healthy and effective. And given uh, the state of the pitching staff, we'll get into more of that later, uh, that's an important thing to be right this time of year. Um, so he missed four weeks, low back pain. Um, he uh, His first inning, I would say, was exhibit A for the effectiveness of rehab assignments uh, to go out, pitch for a minor league um, affiliate, get get some game reps in uh, to sort of replicate game speed and get your sort of uh, body reacclimated to that. But he, he opted not to do that and uh, pitched in a simulated game, and uh, plus a few bullpen sessions in between. So Kershaw walked three in the first inning, um, which is very rare. Um, I looked this up. I didn't include it in the game recap. but So it was his first time he's walked three in an inning uh, since game one of the 2015 NLDS. That was also against the Mets. Um, but he's done it 12 other times in his career. But like before... 2015 the last time was 2013 and then we're talking like essentially like early Kershaw um the bulk of this was in like 2009 um one in 2008 his second start there was one in 2010 this was early uh walking guys Kershaw and then then he just sort of shut that spigot off and stopped walking guys so and became the dominant pitcher that he was but so that was weird but the third of those uh, three walks in the first uh, walked in a run, and uh, that's the first time he had a bases-loaded walk since 2015. Um, fun fact about this um, shared with me by uh, Patrick Finnegan on Twitter. Uh, Shout-out to him. That was a sort of a cool catch on his part. August 7th, 2015, Chris Stewart, Pirates catcher, he got the bases-loaded walk for the Pirates. Um, Starling Marte did not figure in the play. But he batted second in Pittsburgh's lineup that day, and Marte was batting second for the Mets on Thursday. He actually got the first of the three walks and scored the run. Um, and, like, to give you an idea, Kershaw was uh, minimum 80 innings this year. Entering the day, he had a 4.5% walk rate. That was 11th uh, among pitchers with at least 80 innings, uh, 11th lowest. He, so he, he barely walks anyone. So just to see him walk... That many in one inning is, is bizarre. He only walked more than he walked more than two only one time in fifteen complete starts this year. So to see him do that in one inning was wild, um, literally wild. Um, but then after that, uh, you, you, you go, oh, you know what? Maybe Kershaw didn't need the rehab assignment because he just retired his final thirteen batters, uh, struck out two in each of the second, third, and fourth innings, and then had a pretty harmless fifth. Um, he was only supposed to go four or five innings in this one because it was, again, his first start back. Um, he ended up finishing five on 74 pitches, which is remarkable considering he needed 25 to get through the first. Um, on Sportsnet LA, they showed this uh, after the game. Uh, Kershaw said, no matter how much preparation you do, there's really no simulation for a big league game, so I just needed an inning. <laughs> and I mean, it was pretty clear that was the case, but... Uh, overall, fun series, good series. Dodgers lost a series first time since July. Again, it's been a wild ride. Um, they head home at 90 and 40. Um, so if they go 500 the rest of the way, 
they'd win 106 games. That matches 2019 and 2021 for the most wins in franchise history. But you have to remember the schedule was a little bit shorter uh, before the 1961. And um, to beat the uh, 1953 Brooklyn uh, team that went 105 and 49, they had a 682 winning percentage. To beat that, um, the Dodgers uh, would need 111 wins, so a 21 and 11 finish. Now, I'm excluding for the moment 2020. Because it was a 60-game season. They had a 717 winning percentage. Obviously, they were great over those 60 games. And then again, in the postseason when they won it all. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's been an incredible run for the franchise. Um, just winning all these games. And, um, yeah, that, that's where they're at. And to get to that, uh, the Dodgers actually have 20 home games left in their last 32 games, which is, which is very favorable for them. They are 45 and 16 at home, um, best home record in, in baseball. So they're in good shape. But uh, before, um, I guess we'll talk a little bit more about what's happening uh, once they're back home, plus some other uh, pitching notes uh, a little bit after the break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So it sure sounds uh, like the initial hope that Tony Gonsolin would only miss two starts on the injured list uh, was probably optimistic. Uh, we we talked about that earlier in the week. He went on the injured list uh, Monday with a forearm strain, and you know they were saying only going to miss two starts. And I know people from the outside seem to think it was a way to just limit his innings. That it was like n- not quite a phantom IL, but it's very clearly not. He's still dealing with something. Um, so the original plan earlier in the week was that Gonsolin wouldn't need an MRI because he, you know, seemed to be feeling okay, um, which was that's always puzzling when that happens. Although I, you don't want to like just force these things. Like you, you don't get stuff unless they're necessary. So I'm not saying that, but um, he still um, had a uh, a setback, I guess, and he's still feeling it in his forearm. So he is going to get an MRI once the Dodgers are back home in Los Angeles, which is Friday. Um, so per the beat reporters in New York, Gonsolin, uh, per Dave Roberts, is going to be shut down from throwing for a few more days. So that just adds on to the sort of timetable. So I think very clearly optimistic that he's only going to miss two starts. As of now, the technically earliest he could return is September 10th. I, you know, it, it's reasonable to say that's not probably not going to happen at this point, but you know, there's also still enough time in the season where, um, for him to sort of maybe get ready for October. But I, the, obviously, a lot is pending on those MRI results. So that's a bummer for Gonsolin and and potentially the Dodgers. You know, give, depending on what the news is, but I'm sure uh, that'll be something important over the weekend. Um, an injured pitcher they're getting back, uh, in addition to Kershaw, who was activated Thursday to start in New York. Uh, Blake Trinan, who last pitched for them in mid-April. Uh, he's going to be activated Friday. He's missed four and a half months with shoulder inflammation. Uh, he pitched seven games on a rehab assignment with Oklahoma City. Um, he could be obviously a huge addition down the stretch. He's been like their sort of um, their ace reliever, if you will, 
not not the closer, but the guy who sort of gets the dirty work done before the closer. Uh, multiple innings, back-to-back, that kind of stuff. Now it's just a matter of, is he going to be able to do that, like on back-to-back and potentially longer than an inning? We'll see. Uh, that's what these last five weeks are going to decide um, because um, he didn't really do that. Um, he pitched once on back-to-back on the rehab assignment, um, and he was talking about like a month ago about how the next you know few weeks are going to be about him building back up his stamina so I think he still probably still has some work to do in that regard, but that'll be something to watch, obviously. But I think it was really good to have him back in the bullpen. And I say that also because, um, you know, there's the Dodgers also lost um, Bruce Dargraderall on Thursday. Um, he landed on the injury list with right elbow inflammation. He had already missed six weeks with shoulder inflammation, and he only pitched four games uh, coming back before uh, getting hurt again. So all of a sudden, all those rehabbing pitchers in Oklahoma City who seemed like extra arms and like how are they going to fit these guys in, it, it turns out they might need a few of them. So uh, Trinan's obviously coming back. Uh, Victor Gonzalez, uh, Tommy Canely, Danny Duffy, they're all in Oklahoma City. Those guys are all on the 60-day IL. Yancy Almonte, who's been really good in the Dodgers bullpen this year, uh, one of the nine pitchers who's got who's gotten a save for them. Um, he just threw off a mound on Wednesday, so he's probably at least two weeks away. But all those guys are going to be sort of factor in. Um, if you look, and it's going to require again roster decisions at some point. Um, you know, depending on when they're ready. They're um, the sixty-day IL guys all have their thirty days on rehab are going to come up in the next like a little little over two weeks. So it'll be something to watch. Um, Blake Trinan is on the 60-day injured list, so the Dodgers are going to need to make a corresponding move to get him back on the 40-man roster and also the active roster. So just looking at, you know, the the roster itself, uh, Jake Reed, Heath Hembry currently active. They were sort of called up as the extra arms on Tuesday. Phil Bickford was optioned in that move Tuesday, but he was called back up once Gratterall is on the injured list. So uh, that'll be something to watch, too, who's going to be the corresponding move for Trinan. And we'll, I'm sure we'll have more roster moves in September. Uh, but uh, Trinan, when he's back, he'll be playing the Padres uh, this season. The Dodgers play them uh, the next two weekends. So, uh, yeah, if you're, if magic numbers are your thing, uh, the Dodgers' uh, magic number to clinch the division is currently 14. Um, so they still have a ways to go. Uh, it's it's not a given that they're going to, like, clinch over uh, the next week and a half. But uh, I guess if they win a bunch of games against the Padres, it, it greatly enhances their chances to do that. Um, but something to note, magic number-wise, um, if you're into this sort of thing, um, the Dodgers are 8-2 and two against the Padres this year, and there are no Game 163 tiebreakers anymore. Um, so it's just um, tiebreakers based on head-to-head and other factors, but head-to-head's the first one. So if the Dodgers win two more games, they clinch the season series over the Padres. So they'd only need to tie them to win the division in a worst case scenario where the Dodgers somehow collapse in September and they end up only tying the Padres or something. But so my point is getting to 10 wins against the Padres knocks another number off the magic number. So that's just something to watch, but uh, you know, it's not going to happen this weekend, obviously. So just sit back, enjoy some baseball. It's going to be ridiculously hot out there. So stay cool. Um, Go in the pool. If you can dunk your head underwater, it'll be cool. 
but yeah, enjoy some baseball. We'll talk to you again uh, next week. Enjoy Labor Day, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.